Today's episode is a little different because I've got two people joining me today. They are currently sailing around the world while running a business. The co-founders of Clarity are spreading awareness on plastic pollution in the ocean through household cleaning products. Their mission is to eliminate the third largest contributor of plastic pollution in the ocean, which is household products, by creating non-toxic, plastic-free cleaning products that people love. So I want to give a big welcome to the CEO and Chief Sustainability Officer, Nixie Marie, and the Chief Marketing Officer, Cameron Van Peebles of Clarity. Big welcome to them on their boat. Thank you for joining me and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. You're listening to the Half Hippie Podcast with Tara Milo. I'm a half hippie, half princess, cat mom, city girl, introvert, and entrepreneur. I don't fit into a box and you don't either, but I'm committed to making the world a better place through my lifestyle and my business. I love talking about sustainability because I know that you can make a positive difference without giving up the things you love. Here on the Half Hippie Podcast, we're talking about sustainability and entrepreneurship. We'll share stories about what makes us all half hippie and what our other half does to make a positive impact in the world. Let's go. Thank you for joining me today. Where are you guys now? Uh, we actually just landed in La Cruz, which is a marina in uh, Mexico in Puerto Vallarta. Wow, that's awesome. So I was reading that you're sailing around the world. Where did you start? Well, I'll let Cameron start with that one because sure. he kind of dragged me into this whole dream. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is Cameron and, and also it's so good to meet you and thank you for having us on. So we are... Um, seven months out on a world voyage. Um, I grew up in Miami and I love the name of your um, podcast because my parents were sort of half hippies as well. And I literally went from, you know, the traditional, I was literally born in a, in a hospital in Miami beach and taken to the sailboat that my parents lived on that my father had built most to the chagrin of my mother in their driveway and then sort of moved the whole family onto the boat. Um, and so, you know, beyond in my blood is, is would not be an understatement. Um, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And they had, you know, traditional corporate jobs eventually, but never lost uh, the wanderlust and, and really installing that in, into me. Um, and so, you know, long story short, some 44 years later, um, you know, I, I've, found myself while well, I've been in Cal Los Angeles, California for around 20 years and, you know, in a, another boating Mecca and had a few boats there, um, smaller ones. And then, uh, you know, a few years ago, Nixie and I looked at each other and I, as we were getting our first big house together, also told her that I, um, you know, I, I have this enormous goal to, to sail around the world. And, and not that it wasn't big enough to take on getting the house, but we literally bought the boat less than six months later as well. Oh my gosh. While we're moving into our new four bedroom house in Topanga, also renovating our 1965 Pearson Countess 44 foot sailboat uh, from uh, bow to stern, every inch of her has been completely redone, both for comfort and, you know, cruising capability to go anywhere in the world. So this boat can be 100% self-sufficient with water maker and 100% renewable power 
um, in every single way. With COVID and everything in the world changing so fast, we thought, hey, maybe it's not a someday thing. Maybe it's a now thing. So yeah. we we rented our house out in Topanga, California and, and set sail. While we're for our business, which is, you know, uh, a very much a focus on, on giving back and reducing plastic and toxins uh, in the oceans, which is now our home. So we thought, you know, people can talk the talk, but we're really going to walk the walk and, and really launch this and, and expand it. Um, being an example of, you know, near zero impact living and, uh, and, and being part of the community and the environment that, that we love so much. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, so many good things. I definitely want to hear more about the boat, but I was going to ask, like, what do you think of when you hear the word hippie? You <laughs> mentioned your parents are like hip, hippie roots uh, and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think of a, a lot of things. I mean, there's many generations of hippies and I think it, it constantly evolves. Like my, my parents got together in Haight-Ashbury in the, in the late sixties. So that's, that's textbook hippie right exactly. there. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Dad has an art degree from Berkeley. I mean, uh, <laughs> they are, they I should be on the show, right? Is. Yeah. But then eventually he became a fireman and she became a, a an accountant. So there you go. That's half hippie. <laughs> totally yeah. half hippie. I love it. What about you, Nixie? What do you think of? Well, I grew up the complete opposite. Um, although I feel both my parents had that hippie heart. I think everyone really has a hippie heart deep down inside of them. And so I kind of became the spawn of that of their inner hippie that they never really let out. And so for me, I think really it means to be, I just feel like freedom comes to mind, like really yes. just being free, being wild, really honoring who you are. And, you know, it, it might look like that, um, that, that person hugging the tree, cause I often do, or walking barefoot on the earth, but it really has, uh, for me, a connection, a deep connection to nature because, you know, it's like, a, it's like a, something you almost can't define, but it's just felt and it, it mm -hmm. can be wrapped up in one word, I think, by freedom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there's many different ways to do that. It doesn't mean necessarily, you know, shirking all responsibility as it probably had that connotation, you know, many years ago. You can, right. like we said, you can growing be growing a business. You know, in my previous life, I was the chief marketing officer for a couple different uh, advertising technology companies. But at uh -huh. the same time, most of our inspiration uh, um, from trips to Burning Man or, uh, you know. Yeah, or, the, the modern day Woodstock. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. With, with other tech icons, yeah. Um, and so I think as that generation that, you know, the generation one or two generations ago that, that uh, kind of broke the mold, so to speak, is what you're supposed to to do in your life, open up the uh, opportunities for all of us to, to craft freedom, like Nixie yeah. said, into all parts of our lives and, and use, you know, the constructs of the modern world, which aren't bad to, you know, in the best way possible so that they're not holding us down, but uh, bringing us up and mm. enabling us to, to be our true selves. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. I love that. So the boat sounds pretty hippie because <laughs> like self-sustaining tell me about that you're make you make your water so you're well, like cleaning the water right 
Yeah. So I'll, yes, I'll take definitely. a step back even further. So most people doing this would go and just go to a boat show and get a mortgage on a brand new boat with all right. the stuff in it, you know? Yeah. We decided to say, no, that's too normal for us. So we <laughs> literally bought, it's a 55-year-old 44-foot boat. Now, if you know anything about old things, they're built really, really, really well, right? Yeah. So the core of Ella, which is the name of our boat, she's a 44 four foot Pearson Countess and um, was owned for years by sailing minimalists who had taken her to Alaska several times and different things like that. Mm. And we thought, okay, let's do it different than everybody else. And let's invest in something and, and uh, that has a strong base. And it's also going to be completely unique and a conversation piece and an example of how, you know, you can change literally anything and to make it not only technologically advanced, but also self-sustaining from an environmental perspective. I think that was a big, big lesson too, is, you know, some of, of our world said, well, that's just the way things are. Well, we literally took something from the days of burning coal and turned it into hundred percent self-sufficient. So we have over a thousand Watts of solar uh, electricity here. So not one drop of electricity that we use is taken from burning fossilized dinosaurs or polluting mm. our world. Um, we pull the water out of the ocean and run it through purifiers that are automatically taking the salt and other impurities out and it creates our drinking water and our shower water and different things like that. Um, and we have laptops everywhere and, and podcast stations and all of this <laughs> run 100% in the sun. And then when we want to move the, the, our house, then it's done primarily uh, powered by the wind. We do have an engine, but we use it as, as, as little as possible. It's also unbelievably efficient. As an example, Nixie and I both drove a lot in the modern, in the, in the traditional world. You know, you had two cars and so yeah. on and so forth. And how many times do you fill up your tank? Well, in seven months here, we filled up the tank on the boat three times and we're still topped up from the third time. So that's how efficient we are. That's incredible. And it must be yeah. so fun <laughs> and like a source of pride that you, did you retrofit this, like rebuilt some things? Every inch of her, both aesthetically, yeah. we painted the outside, painted the inside, brought her, you know, up to, from an aesthetic perspective, we wanted to really make it a, a real home. Mm -hmm. And then um, the the core base bones of her were great. And mm -hmm. so we then added the, the solar system completely completely the navigation system that enables us to be safe and for you know so because usually in a 44 foot boat if you're cruising the world you would have a crew of four to six and we're doing it just the two of us oh wow uh, and, and our cat we have a cat, cat on board <laughs> yeah. you have a cat on the boat oh my god yeah. boats yeah. or cat his name heaven. is dumbledore and he he's oh. yeah cats are really really great boat animals for many mm -hmm. reasons i do sometimes feel you know he used to be a he's almost 11 now. So he's had his years. We've been together the entirety of, of his life. Yeah. So I've seen him, you know, be an outdoor cat and feel a little, a little bad that he's kind of stuck inside, but he seems to really be liking his retirement years on the boat. He loves it. <laughs> he couldn't be happier. So, you know, in the old life in, in, he had, of course, a big backyard, but you know, as cats get older, they start just kind of more slowing laying there, down. slowing down and laying on the back porch and saying, I could go catch stuff, but I'm just going to lay here right now. <laughs> yes. So now he, he's a fun crew member. He makes a, things interesting. I'm sure. It's very true. Yeah. It's so funny. But, I, my cat is almost 11. She'll be 11 in June. And yeah, same thing. But I don't, I don't know if she would love living on a boat. <laughs> 
we did a couple trials and and he he showed that he was interested and he could deal with it which was the most important thing and mm -hmm. he doesn't love when we start the engine but other than that he's he's yeah. a he's, he's a trooper yeah he's awesome and there's certain little things that i think you you know living a lifestyle like this you appreciate the little things mm -hmm. and i think he definitely uh in you know thinking the same way like he loves looking out the window he loves chirping at birds and the little cat noise that the yeah. you know, bird noise the cats make <laughs> we just got a rug here in mexico and he loves it laying in the rug and playing with it and then a, yeah. a, a rubber lizard from uh from uh petco uh -huh. and he's happy as could be yeah that is very <laughs> sweet i love it oh my gosh and also we're here he's not alone like he yeah, used to be yeah. now like i think all pets during covid got a really good treat that they don't know why but their owners just started hanging out with them more often <laughs> and and dumbledore you know he got the same treatment um obviously a year plus ago but now he can't get us to go away exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cool what, what's something that you do that's definitely not hippie being on the boat or just something that you do that's not very hippie that's a great question. Um, I feel like my whole world probably re revolves a lot around the hippie-esque lifestyle, but um, I think when it comes to business, I would say that I like to run things, you know, in a way that has a very structuredized um, systems in place. And sometimes I think some people would maybe assume that that probably wouldn't be as hippie, mm -hmm. um, that I'm always like flowing with my day. And, but I really like structure. I really like, um, you know, I love the, the art of business and how to really create uh, a community, a brand, a um, something that can really change the world. So in essence, there is a lot of, there is that root of like a hippie, type of product. I mean, we are like a hippie brand because we have literally or I, I organic it. zero waste, you know, vegan products. Yeah. But the way we run the back end, I think is, is a lot more grounded in like the masculine and it's a little bit more um, structured and, and systemized, like I mentioned. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think it's fun to sort of put on those hats and, and play different roles and let, and like, let go of that um, that need to be always like free and flowy. Cause I think that, you know, just like your podcast naming the half hippie, you kind of need both in this world now, now yes. you know, and I think Cameron, I love watching him go through this sailing experience. Cause we, you know, have really redesigned our whole lifestyle since last year. And, um, I would say he, he would, you know, go into his career and marketing and that was nothing, not not a single ounce of hippie was in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I like watching him kind of like free himself from the corporate world, you know, and um, and being able to tap into like a, a little bit more of a flow state with what we're doing today. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with everything you just said that Nixie would be looked at in the relationship as more the hippie one. But when it comes down to business, she's very structured from even though we're living on a boat together and, you know, in whatever part of the world. But then, OK, Monday at 1030 a.m., it's kickoff meeting for the week and so on and so forth. And um, and and it's super important to have uh, structure like that, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly believe, because then it enables you to, you know, even though. Monday may not look substantially different from a Saturday. Like yeah. it's really important for you to give yourself your time down on yeah. Saturday. And, uh, you know, even though we're working for ourselves, we are 
nice but firm bosses to ourselves and say, okay, it's time to work <laughs> today, get some stuff done. I, I was talking to a, an old coworker of mine and a colleague, and he's um, he's uh, going to do remote working from Aruba for a month. Mm-hmm. And he called me asking, and this was just even yesterday, and he said, how do you stay motivated? And, yeah, and, that's and a I, hard one. I don't think it is. It I, kind of is for some people though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for some people, yeah. for sure. But I told him, I'm, I'm like, do we, we just got done with a month of nonstop travel until yeah. la- last Friday. Like we had gone some, we had done around nine ports and almost 400 miles in a month. Wow. And, even part of it was like an inland train trip to to spend time with the Tarahumara uh, Indians in in extremely rural Mexico. Oh. And when we got here, we're like, okay, now that's now we're motivated to to get some work done. Yes, and so, you know, like we're looking for a co working space, and we're doing you know all these things, and and um and looking for facilities to kind of make Puerto Vallarta more of a home for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing is we, you're definitely living at the, um, focused on the weather much more than you would be in any other place. And hurricane season is coming up. So we are going to slow down our, our, our long distance travel for a little bit. Um, you need to be close to a safe port and Puerto yeah. Vallarta. So we're going to be here for the next few months, um, traveling around, exploring the area, but all, all less of a, you know, a complete and total sprint like we've been up to. Right. That's such an incredible answer. Thank you for that. That's so cool. Very different from everybody else. <laughs> but I totally agree. Like we do have to have some structure and we can't just be bouncing all over the place to run a business. Uh, it's not so interesting if you were out here, though. Like, the, it's it's surprising right. when we talk to our friends about this lifestyle, and then they come and visit us, and then they they meet other people that we've met out here doing the same thing. Even, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's the cruising community, which is you know basically people that are living on sailboats and and that as their main home, is much bigger than you probably think, mm-hmm. um, especially in these parts of the world. Yeah, so it's just a right. different type quote unquote expat. Um, and, and a newer thing with that, and we've talked to a ton of people about it. I mean, it used to be people retire and this is their dream and then they go do it now with the ability to be digital nomad. I mean, obviously you could do that with a boat, without a boat. You can just like, we had a friend who just happened to be down here a little bit ago and had rented a condo for, for three weeks, um, just to get away from California. So you get a different category of of cruiser down here who lives on a boat, but still has either part-time or full-time or job or does some consulting or does something. And I think for the younger group, you know, the non-retired group, I think for everybody, it's important to stay busy with something. It might not be revenue generating, but it, you know, you, if you have time and you still have focus and you might as well do good in the world. And we're kind of doing both. We're growing our business with the full focus on doing good in the world and, and paying back. Yeah, exactly. And you're seeing the effects or you're seeing the reason for it because you're in the ocean and your business is related to plastic and plastic waste. Let's talk about that. Tell us about your business. Well, so I, in Los Angeles, I had a green cleaning company and 
It was something that, I mean, was one of my, I will say probably 10th businesses that I had started. I've been a serial entrepreneur since I can remember, but it was my first like big successful business, right? And I was really excited. I learned a lot of things. And through that company, we started making our own products. I had kind of been making our own stuff through like vinegar and, you know, other ingredients that were really easy to make. And I was getting that feedback from clients that, you know, the the vinegar kind of eventually would smell like stinky feet and they didn't really love it. And so I started digging into the ingredients as I did when I was kind of going down my sustainable zero waste journey, just always looking at ingredients. And um, I kind of became a little obsessed with like chemistry in a way where I could mix things. And I've always loved making different potions from like mm. sprays and um, room sprays and sleep sprays, you know, using essential oils. So we, we just kind of started testing things and being that we were a professional cleaning company, we had to obviously create a product that worked really well and met and far and exceeded the, the, the standards for what we were using on the shelves. And so, you know, we tried every green product on the shelf and this, this, what, what we finally landed on worked across the board for pretty much almost every area of the home that we could clean, except for cer certain things like maybe doing polishing and stuff like that um, or window cleaning. Cause of course that's a whole separate service. Um, so once we burst that and we really landed on a, a ingredients that we really liked for our all purpose cleaner, we decided Cameron and I were like, okay, let's see what we can do with this. Like maybe we, we, we ta like team up and Cameron comes from also an entrepreneurial background in marketing. So you know, I'm, we're both very aligned in our creative energy. Like we both have really amazing ideas. So we wanted to kind of like with my digital marketing skills and podcasting and all of my career in, in online, like how could we amplify and create a product, you know? Mm -hmm. So we launched Clarity last year on Earth Day. So we just celebrated our one year anniversary mm -hmm. of being in business. And congratulations. Um, Thank, Thank you. you. And we launched a new product uh, just a couple months ago, which is our super solid dish soap, which is like our best seller now. I mean, it's a dish soap that's solid without plastic. It's a no brainer. Yeah. And I started, you know, using solid dish soaps, um, testing different products. My, my big thing is always testing. Like we spend a lot of time. It took about a year to get that, that product to market and almost three years to get the all purpose cleaner to market. Um, because we have created everything into a concentrate. So everything with, we ship everything without water, which eliminates, you know, the weight of and cost of shipping and carbon footprint and everything that, you know, it's kind of crazy to go down the cleaning aisle in any store and realize every single bottle that you see is pretty much mostly water. I mean, yes. it's like plastic and water, plastic yeah. and water. Plastic it's and water. crazy. Yeah. That was my biggest like red flag, when I was, you know, realizing we're a company that's going to go through so much product and we needed to create a solution as a company as well. You know, how are we going to reduce our waste? Cause we were green yeah. and we were working on getting awards and so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing to see a product go, you know, from creation to market. And that's one thing I love about being an entrepreneur is being able to like build something and see it come into fruition and then see other people get an experience with it and support you and show up for you and build the community around it. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, you know, mostly it in a nutshell, there's so much more to it, but you know, <laughs> right. as any business owner knows, there's, there's so many layers to running a business. 
Yeah, and I'll echo that from my side. So my previous life, I was uh, chief marketing officer for an, an ad tech company, and our clients were consumer products at, at grocery and at retail. So the Procter and Gamble's of the, of the world, mm-hmm. and we had seen consistently exactly what Nixie was talking about. You know, at you know, as a half hippie out here living, understanding the the scourge of plastic pollution, and someone who travels extensively yeah. to see the bottles that I was marketing washing up on beaches in different parts of the world that were traveling was. Oh shocking and, and horrible. And I would come back to, to work every day feeling like, okay, I've got an amazing career. I've got an amazing life, you know, and, and, but seeing then the good work that Nixie's doing, offering service alternatives that, and seeing people lean in, in of all kinds, the wealthy people in Malibu, the, the regular people, even low-income people in Los Angeles who would pay extra to not have eliminate toxins from their home, to eliminate plastics from the routines of, of the people cleaning their home, yeah. and really people lean in. And that was the thing when, when Nixie, she worked so hard and did such an amazing job creating the formula, which is extremely unique, to break, to get cleaning product that's completely non-toxic down to a powder form, so that it can be a concentrate. It's actually very, very hard. <laughs> and she worked through so hard to get this done. And it's such an incredible product. And then her business took off because of the how customers would lean in and request her product. Mm-hmm. So then we thought, okay, this is something you have to listen to, to consumers. This is something where consumer demand can do really good good in the world. Yeah. And let's really shift this, especially with COVID and, and go all in. So we started Clarity with the all purpose, uh, zero waste, zero toxin, zero plastic uh, uh, cleaning solution. And it was successful right from the beginning. People love it. They signed up for a subscription for it. Um, people loved it to share on social. And we're like, okay, we're really on to something here. And we doubled down with our with changing our lifestyle. And, you know, it's an amazing thing to see not only support from your friends, but support from other people out there, not saying they're jealous, but saying thank you for inspiring us. Mm-hmm. And that was something I, I didn't necessarily expect going into to this whole thing. And then as we move and continue to work very hard to both go around the world and to, to, to continue to grow this business, to have somehow found time to launch our dish soap line, which is like Nixie said, very much, you know, getting embraced because, you know, let's look at, look at your patterns of, of just washing dishes, something that everybody in the world does. And it's all, you look at it, you're pouring liquid over top of dishes from a plastic bottle and, and you just realize the waste that's going into that. And so if we can just make a little change there, then even if you don't have the opportunity to reduce your impact on the planet, like we have, if you're a single mom in St. Louis and you just want to say, what can I do in the world that's good to, to change your, your product options. That's what consumers are looking for, product mm-hmm. alternatives that enable them to not only you know keep their lifestyle, but make it even better and do good in the world. And if you can do that, then, then you can not only make the impact that you're looking for, uh, but grow a successful business, which is the only way to make additional impact. Um, so, you know, I give Nixie a, a kudos all day long for, oh, for the product because she does everything by hand and has and, and, uh, and, and it's made with love and so much intention and, and so much precision. It's incredible. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. I'm just looking at it on the website and it looks incredible. And like you were saying, consumers want something like this. We don't need to be walking around with the guilt of like the plastic waste, the, the floating plastic island in the Pacific. 
We don't yes. need all that guilt. We need answers. We need better solutions and better products to buy as consumers. And yeah. you're providing that. Mm-hmm. Consumer, you yeah. vote with your dollar, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, and and you can do that in ways and and support products that that you know again do good in the world. And and I strongly believe if you give people those options, that that they'll always choose the the right the right path. Yeah, and I think the the shift in what's going on now within, you know, our economy to climate change, to all the things that are happening. I think those that are really, you know, hippies at heart or earth lovers or whatever you want to say, even those that aren't, that are are starting to understand, like, we need to pay attention. We need to wake up. We need to realize that we have to do better and that we're out of time. Really? Are, are we, are we not? It's the big question, right? Because we, I think that the, the nature has such an amazing ability to restore herself so quickly. Like we saw that a lot throughout the pandemic, you know, the turtles hatching on, um, on the, I can't remember specifically what just it was, but there was like a, a super increase in turtles hatching because there was no one on the beaches. Yeah. And I think right now that, you know, the more that we give nature time to heal, the more that we also heal through that process, because we have been in a consumerism trap for a very long time. And, you know, it's, it's important that now, because we're always going to be consumers, like there's, that is never going to go away. But now we need to be mindful, conscious consumers. And how we can do that is by really digging into, like I started with my journey, you know, looking at the ingredients, looking at what the companies are doing, look at how, our, like we're a give back company. We give 5% of our sales back to Five Gyres, which is um, an organization that is actually working in the gyres to remove the the microplastics. And you know, and, and we're so connected to it because when we wash our dishes here on the boat, we watch that go all immediately right back into the ocean. And Mm -hmm. as much as everybody in a home thinks that, you know, it's, it's not connected. It is like we, whenever we're doing, putting anything down the drains or in the air, it is all connected and it's all going back either into the environment or into the oceans. So Mm -hmm. that's really been our kind of our motivating factor. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing what you said about nature bouncing back, and that's one of, been one of the big biggest lessons from this trip is is seeing the different parts of, you know, specifically even Mexico here, um, they're much more environmentally conscious, and mm-hmm. I think most people think, and there are certain parts that were extremely overfished and are and are have been protected, and it only takes a few years to, for them to bounce back. Like we're avid divers as well, and we were diving in Cabo Pomo, which is this amazing place that used to be a commercial fishing capital of Mexico. And then in the nineties, they, they uh, protected it and it's thriving to another level. And it actually, then you want to talk about economic alternatives has provided a boon for the local economy because now they can do sustainable tourism for dive trips and whaling trips and different things like that. Um, And they see the the value in it Uh, and, and it, it only took a few years for it to bounce back. You just have to protect it. Exactly. And that's a case where like people are able to, with the tourism, the ecotourism, people are, first of all, willing to spend a lot of money to go see nature and, and get their hands in get their hands dirty and get their bodies in the water and stuff like that. People are willing to pay for that and it, it's good for the economy. But mm-hmm. like you were saying too, um, people can vote with their dollar and what you're providing is 
another alternative, a thing for them to vote for that isn't the lesser of two evils? Like, is it this plastic or that plastic? It's something yeah. different that's better. Yeah. And, right. and the lesser of two evils is the, the great greenwashing debate, right? Where you have certain groups saying, well, this is, you know, a concentrate. So it's a smaller plastic bottle or this right. is you know, somehow we're recycling, which, okay, that kicks the, the proverbial can or plastic, you know, bottle down the road. Like it's still going to go in the trash um, and it's still likely going to end up on a beach somewhere. Um, and, and so you really have to look it, it, at it's not taglines it's not little things here and there it's complete elimination of single-use plastics mm -hmm. the only alternative out there um and, and so yeah it's 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 kind of all all or nothing there's nothing plastics have a place in, in this world but if you look through and you're not using it for you know call it you know three to six months then it's then it's a single-use plastic just because it's recycled it's still single-use right yep. a fraction of it might have come from something else but you're still then putting your dollar and voting for an economic model that is continuing to strangle the the planet exactly and recycling is a very water intensive process so yeah. we don't need to be using the water for recycling we need to be drinking it and whatever recycling is not the best option not no. having so much plastic is the best option yeah exactly not using it at all <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And sometimes there are swaps. Like I swapped my razor because everybody was saying like plastic razors are bad and you should get a metal one. And I tried a metal one and it did not work for me. And I went back to my original razor, but I've had that one for 15 years. I mean, I changed the blades of course, but that plastic has lasted 15 years. So Sometimes we can invest in something and, and it will last a long time, but I yeah. love what you've created that doesn't require that much plastic at all. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're big advocates of like, we're aiming for progress, not perfection. So mm -hmm. even with our business, like we're beyond, beyond perfect, there's still things that we're working on making better. And I think that that's where we all need to be. Like, we can't be afraid of, if you have an idea, you're listening to this podcast and you have an idea that could help change the world. Like, don't be stuck because you, it's not perfect yet. That's really something that Cameron and I both really support each other on because we have, you know, we got content ideas or product, new product launches, all this stuff. And we're like, okay, let's just launch the way it is and we'll figure it out along the way. You know, if more things, um, show up that we could do better. And a lot of the times like manufacturing on the back end isn't quite ready to either for, for the change that's coming. You know, I mean, we've worked, we've looked at working with other manufacturers to, to make the product and they've flat, like flat told us they will not, um, they will not ship it without packaging. And what is packaging mostly like all plastic mm. and we're actually completely packaged plastic package free, which yes. is, you know, it's, Everything Amazing down to the label. To say. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, the I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, but again, it's like we we still have things that we're we're ironing out and working through. So, you know, again, if you're on this journey and you're looking to reduce your single-use plastics, you want to make the switch in your cleaning routine or um anything for that matter, like pick one thing and aim for progress over perfection. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But does it smell good? That's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you asked that question. Yes, I have a very strong, strong witch nose. And yes, um, <laughs> yes. that's the 
That's the biggest factor in why I love our products so much is that they do mm -hmm. smell. We use organic essential oils and um, we have two different scents for our all-purpose cleaner. One mm -hmm. is citrus pearl and the other one is spiced rum. And both one of the citrus pearl is kind of like a lemongrass grapefruit scent. And the other one is um, like a like a thieves blend, but we added a couple other um sense to really bring more of an earthy earthy approach to the product so your home kind of smells like a a holiday but not too much where you're you know sometimes those pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> is a little too much so it's a little bit softer and then our super solid dish soap we only have one scent right now and that's lavender and tea tree so mm -hmm. I really love that one that I think Oh yeah. Together. Not everybody loves tea tree, but we're working, we're going to work on another scent when we go into production again, but Nixie I love, loves to innovate love on making. new scents. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm saying, you know, it's you come know. To near perfection, the, yeah. the smell, but it is, it is a really big difference. Um, yeah. We all know that smell that is chemicals. Cleaning yes. home. We've all been to a hotel and you're like, well, okay, now they, they doubled down here. Yeah. And it too takes fabuloso. too much. Right. Yeah. And then I, and I'll double back down to the, where this all started, you know, Nixie's reviews and the reason she was able to grow, you know, very large uh, green cleaning company was the smell. People would come home and they, yeah. you notice it and feel it when you walk into a room of something that's used quality products uh, yep. like what's developed and being able to package that. That's the first thing that people say. And the number one review is, oh my God, it smells so, so good. And it's, that change within a space and within a home that is uh, so unbelievably important. I'll say it, especially now that most people are kind of staying at home. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's something where people are, are willing to, you know, in, invest in, in their home and, uh, and, and have that experience. So yeah, I think it's, I think it is perfection. That, and it is important. <laughs> like for me, clean does not smell like chemicals. Clean yes. smells like clean. And these scents that you have feel like energizing. The the lemongrass and citrus one feels energizing to me. And the other one feels very warm. Like you said, holidays, but it just feels like warm and clean and cozy. I don't know. I, the scent is very important. So it's cool. And the feeling that you have too when you're cleaning, I mean, the benefits of essential oils go beyond just the um, antimicrobial and anti like all that's all the elements that actually help clean. They also have benefits that help our immune system and our overall um, our air purification. So you're getting not only and that's the thing with chemicals that are toxic is they're actually putting harm into our environments, whereas using something that is more natural and organic is actually or plant based essentially is actually adding to our environment and enhancing it and raising the vibes, which is what I like to say. <laughs> I like to raise the vibes in our home. And, um, and I think that's really what our products help mm -hmm. others do as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And for me, I only have the cat or pets at home and they're walking around on this, on these surfaces that we're cleaning and then they lick their, their paws and they're licking that stuff. And for me, it's so important that it is all natural. It's not something that would harm them at all. So that's why I always use natural cleaning stuff, mostly the vinegar or Norwex um, microfiber cloths or whatever is for them. Yeah, that was a big factor and actually why my previous company did did kind of, I think, do pretty well because yeah. 
so many people love their animals or their kids, right? Yep. And the more that we became aware of these other things that just like you said, okay, my cat is walking on the floors or my baby's walking on the floors um, and then they're putting their hands in their mouth. Those little tiny like bacteria that can actually be created by the toxic chemicals of Mm -hmm. Let's say, you know, the maid came in, she cleaned the house and the floor is covered in that really heavy toxic like pine salt or something, which you know, is there is benefits to some of that stuff. But it's like that is over and beyond of what we need to be cleaning in our homes. Mm. There is good bacteria and there is there is a pH that we need in our bodies to be able to fight viruses, infections and um, and AIDS and help support our, you, you know, our immune system grow and dirt isn't a bad thing. So while so many other t- chemicals that are, you know, meant for cleaning, they're actually removing all of the good stuff too. And so with, um, with a more plant-based a, ingredients, it actually helps support the pH balance of what we need inside of our home so that also like our pets and our, and our kids are getting that same benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so much deeper than we really think about sometimes, but it all, it all makes a, like a circle back to our health and our wellness. And we as a society, you know, have, have been putting that on the back burner for so long. It's something that, you know, so I think is a, it's a really big industry now, but I think that the more that we take care of ourselves, the more we can take care of the planet, the more we can really make true change. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, What's your podcast about? Yeah, I so I have been podcasting for, I think it's actually been four and a half, almost five years now. So mm-hmm. I, I love podcasting. I think it's a great way to be able to connect with, you know, people out there in the world and, um, my podcast now is called New Earth and that's spelled N-U. So uh, we explore every week. I get to either interview or rip on a subject or topic that I've been researching recently. Um, but we explore regenerative ways to live with the earth through conservation, community, and spiritual ecology. Awesome. Well, I wonder, I have a couple of just final questions for you that I like to ask everybody. What's something you wish you were doing better for the planet? I mean, we're, we're trying really hard. We're doing progress, <laughs> yeah. not per- perfection. You know, yes. we did, you know, one thing we, we thought of, and this goes back into product alternatives. This is going to go back into tech stuff, but I'm sort of the engineer boat is part of the evaluation on the, on the retrofit of our sailboat was going full, full electric for the engine. Um, this is going to get fairly technical, but that is not, that technology is not ready yet for, mm. Um, for the sailing market or the industrial engine market. I think in 10 years it will be. And so we talk to talk and walk to walk um, because we've reduced by a magnitude of 100 times our consumption of uh, fossilized dinosaurs. Yeah. But that last percent is something that I wish we we could have fully done. And it's kind of on the, the plan for the boat, probably in about 10 years. Um, there'll be an industrial engine that we can install and and go f- fully into that. We actually had some work done on the, the diesel engine while we were here. And you need it for two things. You need it for going in and out of a slip before you get this, the sails up. And you definitely need it for safety, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. storm coming or something, 
we need to move if we can't. So it, it's not an alternative to not have it. Um, and I wish we could have gone fully electric that far. Um, and it's something I kind of geek out about and think about and research from time to time and we will do it eventually. And I thought that would be the full conversion from a 55 year old boat to show that anything can change, even something built, you know, in the, the time of epic consumption where climate change wasn't even something that people were discussing. Yeah. We've turned it into completely green. We've gone as far as we, we can logically go with it. And then, yeah. but I would love to go that much further. So that is one little thing. And I think I'm going to answer this from a more hippie perspective because, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so first thing would be, I, I think that we could be in ceremony with the earth more. Um, I, I love when I have the time to be able to just sing with the earth and dance with the earth and listen to her. And really like when I'm in, you know, ceremony with sisters, which I don't have right now, really, I mean, due to our lives now, and also just being on the boat. Um, I personally would love to be more in ceremony with the earth and, because I feel like there's a, there's a deep sense of connection when you just sit and like maybe meditate, doesn't even need to be a ceremony, but meditate with the earth and be with her and sit still with her. And while we are literally living in nature, pretty much, you know, being on the water, Mm. um, it's easy to just go about life. And, and even then like just you're swimming. Okay. I'm swimming, but to really be immersed in the water and to really let the ocean, you know, like feel it from that spiritual perspective. And that's to me what like spiritual ecology is, is it's really being present with the earth and, and being one with her. And the other thing I'm going to add to that too, is that I wish we had a garden because we can't really have a garden on the boat. And um, I think that growing a garden is the best thing that you can do for the earth, to be quite honest. It's one of the best things that you can do because you can give back to, you can give back to the land that you're, you know, refurbishing and nourishing it because we take from the earth so much. And, um, I think that, you know, if you can build a, you know, herb garden to flowers in your space, just being able to really work with the soil, that is a huge thing that we can do. And unfortunately we are on a boat. So my dream of having a garden is going to have to wait until, uh, Maybe we get a bigger boat and I can build a garden on the front of the bow. We have a lot of plants, though. We do have plants. We, have we probably plants. are one of the mo- more, like, it's uncommon to have plants on a boat, but we have yeah. more plants than um, I'm sure most boats do because I just, I'm so earthy. Like, I need to be around yeah. plants. We had a lot in our house, and so it was hard for me to part with them. Aww. I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> that is great. Awesome. How far have you guys gone? I calculated before we've gone some 2,600 miles so far. Okay. And and th- you think about that driving is one thing, but we're going on average about four to five miles an hour while we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty far. So we went down. So slow way to travel. Slow way That's to nice. travel. You're traveling with your house. Uh, you don't necessarily want to go fast because fast is kind of scary sometimes on a boat. So. Yeah. Low and steady. We went all the way down the Pacific coast down through Cabo in one shot. It was a little over a week. And that's where we hit our biggest seas. We had over 15 foot seas for <gasps> two and a half days at one yeah. point. Oof, um, wow. 
and then we got down to Cabo and then we've done exploratory trips all the way up halfway up the Sea of Cortez um, to unbelievably remote islands without another human being for 100 plus miles in any direction um, and amazing scuba diving incredible experiences you know we've you know seen more turtles than we can count we've more dolphin yeah. encounters we've pet, literally petted baby whales that came up to the the boats yeah. that we're on. Oh my gosh, life-changing life experience. Changing Anyone wants a life-changing experience, go do a whale tour. Yes. It oh, is, yeah. It'll change your life. Like it just really wakes you up to the gentleness of these giant beasts that are in the ocean. And mm. they're, they're, they're just curiosity for humans, even though for, you know, which is still happening now, there's slaughtering of these whales. And they're still so like, they're mm. just kind they want to touch they want to come up and say hello and they're curious and yeah. it just shifts you a little bit you know when you really spend time with with these these creatures and even when we were diving with the bull sharks it's it's just experience and i think that you know to yeah. add to that is like spending time in nature and being yeah. with these things and specific really helps it. recommendations so in magdalena bay in baja right in the spring they, that's where the gray whales have their babies and nobody knows why, but if you take a boat out there and find where they are, they're, they're, the mothers push the calves up and want them to interact with the boats. So the, the calves, which are still 16, 17 feet long, come up underneath the boats and put their noses up so you can, and they want, they want to be petted by people. And they're getting the same sort of interaction, like, oh, my God, I saw a person. Um, and yeah, yeah. The, the mothers are, and the mothers are below them pushing them up just so that they having the same kind of experience as we saw, you know, people with children holding their kids down to interact. Um, wow. It's incredible to see that kind of interspecies, uh, you know, engagement. It was unbelievable. Yeah. As well as you know, the fishing community there doesn't, it lives in, it's all small pongas doing mm. you know, very sustainable fishing with line and reel, no giant nets or anything like that, living in harmony with the, the enormous, the whales and the dolphins and everything that w that was going on there. We were there for a very long time. We didn't see any bycatch. We, everything was done in a truly sustainable way um, without any, you know, long, large scale corporate harvesting of the ocean. And, and just mm -hmm. to, to see that, how things really can be, um, it was incredible. That is amazing. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love how connected you are to the ocean. And that was something that I did during the pandemic was like, I don't know, I just hit my limit sometimes and I needed to get in the ocean because I live here in Portugal. Mm. So the Atlantic is right here. Oh. And I went surfing a couple of times and I'm not good at it, but I just needed to get my ass kicked by the ocean. And yeah. I came back feeling alive and refreshed and it was, oh. She has her way of doing that, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Yes. She's, but it, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from someone told me that the ocean represents our subconscious mind. So it is a lot of the things that we often fear. So when we wanna like face our fears or kind of just really be rocked, like you said, to be with the ocean and to test our abilities, like going surfing, going diving, like all the, ex all the sports in the ocean are mm. extreme to some degree, mm. you know, you're really yeah. pushing your limits. And so in that essence, there's always something like with surfing, I find that, you know, you can really work through, like if there's a, something you're, you're working through with fear, you know, 
with a challenge or an obstacle in your life, if you go out into the ocean, you can come back out and feel like I've got this. Mm-hmm. I can actually, I have oh, yeah. full confidence ahead. Like I've worked through it. And I think that's the, one of the beautiful things that the ocean really is here to teach us. Totally agree. Yeah. We had the privilege of teaching our friend last week to surf on the longest rideable wave in the world, which is almost a mile long in San Blas, Ooh. Mexico. It's like a one to two foot wave though. It's yeah. like the perfect oh, wave. Oh, it's for perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a good surfer. Nixie is. I am not. So I was out there kind of like, you know, uh, bobbing around and, and I caught a couple too, but to see it, it was the first time he had even tried and he got a, a couple waves. And, you know, I would say, you know, not in a dig on him at all, but very much a city guy, right? And yeah, yeah. Kind of like the light opening up in mm, his eyes yeah. is, is, you know, amazing. And that can, anybody can do that. You just have to, you know, get out there. And the cool thing, you know, although travel can be done inexpensively and waves in the ocean are free. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, one last question. Are you optimistic about the future of climate change? I w- I mean, we're both optimistic yeah. or positive people in that essence. Yeah. Like just having to stay in that mind sp- space around it. And, you know, I think that it, as soon as we lose the belief that we can't create change, that's where we lose the, the war against this whole thing is yeah. we have to believe and we get to believe and we get to feel it in our bones that we can do this. We have, there's still time. We can absolutely create change. And, you know, it starts with the seed and then we spread those seeds out like a garden and we continue to grow and we continue to inspire. And so, yeah, I absolutely feel that, that we have absolutely an amazing gift of an opportunity to really wake up more Mm. and more, more individuals to, to take action. Yeah. I mean, there's no question that there's some tough times coming. Um, and, um, but adversity builds character and I think it builds it in civilizations as well as people. And so I think if you look at what, what happens in politics of, you know, people going back and forth and, and so on and so forth, and it stops real progress that it, although be painful, you know, we're seeing the first, you know, the first impacts of climate change happen when they're more substantial, although tragic, um, it's going to likely, in my opinion, stop this wavering back and forth and then we'll mm. be able to, to really move forward and conquer something and look at it as one, one foe and one project to tackle. Like you look at anything great that the human race has done, you know, you've landed men on, on the moon and, you know, created the internet and even frankly, you know, created a, a regardless of what you think about it, it was an enormous uh, scientific feat to be able to create a vaccine or multiple vaccines within a year. Mm-hmm. It's never been done before. Um, and so, you know, with clear, simple adversity comes growth and co- collaboration. And that's the only way to, to really move forward against climate change is to stop denying it and start yeah. talking about it as, the, as a real thing. Um, and then working together to, to mitigate its impact which we can't stop it, but we can reduce it. So that's, you know, it's the only, the only option that there is right now. Thank you. And you guys have seen the impact when you see those areas that have been cleared mm-hmm. or the humans haven't been there and, and the area gets restored, like you've seen it in action. So that's cool. 
I love what you said about like, even if things get worse, then at least everyone can see and agree that this is reality and we need to do something about it. So thank you for that. That I hadn't thought of it that way. It shouldn't take that, but right. live in the real world. We do. And it does. And Sometimes we, have, we need those little tough love, love nudges. <laughs> you've got to give her yes. credit to it. There's 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah. And there's going to be some disagreements. Yeah. So. And the solutions are, I mean, it's, it's incredibly challenging to find a solution mm-hmm. for the entirety of this planet. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's got it's got to start in in micro ways. Otherwise, we're we're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's room for so many solutions because it's a very big problem. So, I love your solution with your cleaning products. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. It's literally a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and I wanted to offer your audience as well. Um, for thanks everyone for listening. I just wanted to offer them 15% off if they use the code um use half hippie. We'll use half hippie. Beautiful. If you yeah. go to www.clarity.com and again that's spelled C-L-A-R-Y-T-I.com and you can get 15% off using code half hippie. Thank you. That's so great. Oh. Well, thank you. No, we yeah. really appreciate you inviting us on. And, and this is, is just great. We love connecting with like-minded people and like-minded audiences. And, you know, it's all, all about doing good in the world and creating sustainable change. And that can come with, you know, traditional economic growth and so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm the pragmatist of the head. So exactly. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, true. It's- just feel nature and get in touch with the earth. And he's like, well, practically, you know. Yeah. 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 But it's good to have both. It's good to have both. <laughs> We're a team. <laughs> exactly. You have to wash your dishes after you meditate and commune with the earth. So 100%. Right. do your tax. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Wow. They were so fun. I love their energy and this whole project of creating a product and selling it from a boat and the whole boat renovation. It's just incredible. I hope you enjoyed their story as much as I did. I really had so much fun getting to know them a little bit. And I love it how they saw a gap in the market. They saw a problem, which is that all cleaning solutions are just full of water. So when you're buying it, when they're shipping it, all of that, it's just mostly water. So they took the water out and made a product that people can buy without plastic packaging. It's incredible. I don't know. I just love it. I don't want this to be an ad, but it's we just need small solutions like this. So if you've got an idea, run with it. And in the meantime, we can all support small businesses like this who have great ideas and are helping the planet. So that was really fun. Thank you so much for joining us. And be sure to follow Half Hippie Podcast on Instagram. I'll share some fun stuff throughout the week there. And be sure to subscribe so you get all the new episodes when they come out. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you soon.